Hello, and welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm your host, Bryce. I'm Bradley. And I am Randy. Oh, man, and welcome back to a exciting week. Man. So, you sound so excited. You do. Man, am I? Because I, <laughs> I, I just got done with some wicked awesome, like, research, bro. Like, it, it's mean, so good. Anything having to do with these guys, especially with uh, this medium, is is very interesting always. So I can yeah. get behind that. I mean, uh, for this week, we're going back to uh, Greek mythology because it's been a minute. And honestly, I, I feel like Greek mythology, like if we have like the mythology, like food pyramid, right? <laughs> it's like Greek mythology is on the very bottom. You know, it's like the, where like the grains would be or whatever. Mm-hmm. In that there's a lot of it, and you just got to make sure you get in like a healthy dose every now and then, you know. Yeah. Other yeah. mythology is pretty important as well, but we got to, you know, pay our respects to Greek mythology and make sure that we're getting a dose of that in. That Go being ahead. said, isn't the food pyramid no longer a thing anymore, right? Though? Yeah, it's totally BS. But... Okay, <laughs> so we're getting our incorrect dose of Greek mythology, although it is a lot. <laughs> We're getting too much probably based off of uh the newfangled stuff my my analogy was um it's called the uh the coffee analogy to where like yeah it's really fun to go to like different like coffee shops and like try the like unique flavors and stuff but you know you're always going to go back to starbucks oh yeah yeah i <laughs> mean That's pretty true. We could go with it's, that as well. <laughs> it's just so convenient and they just they know my order so well I mean, like, how can I not go back to them? They're just even though I have a panic easy. attack every time I forget, like, what a venti or grande is. I don't know. <laughs> I literally just come up with whatever the first one is, the yes. first of those sizes. I say the first one that comes to my mind, and I'm like, whatever size I get, that's what I'm getting. I'll, just... I'll be happy with it, man. Just yeah. get me out of here. Whatever I, every time they hand me a cup, I'm like, oh, that's what size I got. Interesting. I thought it was gonna be larger. Okay. Oh man, yeah. So we're going to be talking about uh, some Greek deities this week. Mm. I feel like a lot of Greek mythology kind of rests around like deific characters. Like yeah. I think the last time that we did this, we did uh, Karen. Karen. Pretty cool dude, just uh, boating around in the underworld. But <laughs> uh, this time, I think maybe for the first time in our podcast history, we're covering some goddesses. No, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but... Dang, that, that feels really bad if that is accurate. I can't think of any right now, but I want like I wanna say that we have. I guess we did um Echidna and Typhon. Yeah. Right. I would count her as a goddess. Get out of here. You're wrong. I stand we've, corrected. Done, we've done goddesses <laughs> before. Saved. <laughs> yeah, but wait, that was a, a goddess. Now we're doing goddesses. Plural. Oh, correct again vindicated <laughs> vindicated there we go barely i mean by like technically correct which is the best kind of correct but it's the only type no. that matters exactly but when we're talking about greek deities and specifically like greek goddesses you're probably thinking of like ah athena or hera or even aphrodite but what about the furies Man, that's mm. right. We're talking about the Furies this week, and it's pretty cool. Furies and are my favorite. 
Oh, so man. Cool. Let's make sure we uh, get our wording correct. <laughs> rather than two. Uh, Wait, not bad. a convention of them? <laughs> not a convention. I love going to the Fury convention. Oh, man. It, it's it would my be favorite. Be, honestly. I would, yeah. especially. Yeah. That would be a fun convention. <laughs> I don't know about fun, but you, you certainly mean, get a lot of uh, looks for just being a mortal. <laughs> say that. You know, maybe maybe some suspicious ones and whatnot. I mean, if we're using the Furies from Hades, then that would be fun. They seem like fun, exciting people. Um, some of them, they'd probably still like smack <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. But uh, we're getting away from it a little bit. But it was interesting that when I was researching this, it, it turns out that the Furies actually predate all of the aforementioned goddesses. And really? like all the other uh, Olympic gods as well. And they're also very much more involved with humanity than typically a lot of the Greek gods in uh, their mythology. So that is pretty interesting. Kind of puts them on like a, an interesting like viewpoint, honestly, as I was researching this. Yeah, kind of like more like really superpowered people, less of like gods. I mean, like they, obviously they are still gods, but like, sounds like they kind of relate more or associate more with humans than they do with the gods. Um, that... I, I would say that they're, they're definitely still deific sure. and very like detached from humanity. You know that they're like deities and they're, sure. and they're pretty like different. Like sometimes that they can look not at all like people. Sometimes they look like, oh, like harpies or like they even have like dog heads or whatever. But they're just kind of like down in the trenches, you know, like working with humanity, like they, throwing out some righteous judgment, some righteous fury, you know. I see what you did there. Yeah, but uh, much like many of the other gods that aren't on Mount Olympus, and a little honorable mention there also to Hades, you know, like he's not on Mount Olympus, but he's also pretty well known. He, he's so he's on his of, own mount, if you will. Yeah, his own hill of one, you know, exactly. <laughs> but uh, they're kind of like a uh, Karen, like we had discussed previously in one of our podcasts, and that mm. they're out there and they're working in the trenches and they're doing God's work, and that's like, <laughs> not like gods, but gods that makes no lowercase lowercase g gods, not but, like multiple g gods, gods, not exactly. the one god. Yeah, so they're out there and they're like uh, doing a lot of a lot of work, getting stuff done, slanging around whips, you know, banging some yeah. chairs, keeping people As you on do. straight and narrow. Well, what is it that gods were supposed to do in their day to day life in Greek mythology? Party. Like it, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, I feel like all they did was just like mess around and like throw like, some lightning bolts occasionally. Yeah, hurt people really. Yeah, I, it just kind of seems like a frat house up there, you know. And then uh -huh. like you got the actual like workers out there, kind of like running around doing errands, like doing all this stuff. Seriously, but, uh, one of the most interesting aspects that I found out about the Furies was their origin. And also, I should note that the Furies can also be called the Urinies kind of an interesting word i think that's actually like technically more correct but for this instance and for our podcast i'm actually gonna 
refer to them as furies just because i kind of like the sound of it a bit better and i think that in our language it kind of represents their fury a bit better uh i mean it's a it's the name that i've always ever known them as and it is a very neat name though i mean i don't know how to pronounce that but the erinies Urinies? Yeah. Urinies? It is a neat name, as difficult as it is to pronounce. Like, cool yeah. god name. It does make them sound more godlike, less like angry people like. Yeah, more like mythical and less like, uh-huh. kind of, like almost furies makes them kind of sound a little bit visceral, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's true. They also have a Roman counterpart, this being the Dryae. I hope I'm saying that mm-hmm. correctly. And that's specifically in Roman mythology. But as I mentioned before, they predate Olympian gods. So where did they come from? And even though they predate most of the ancient Olympian gods, such as uh, Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon, they come from the same being. So, you know, they I guess they could kind of be called like half-sisters, maybe? I was going to say oh, half ants of zeus i mean if they're from before if they were born before well, I mean, zeus was like older half siblings i mean right? yeah i mean like they're much i guess yeah yeah not ants yeah. yeah not ants more like half half siblings half older siblings yeah but it, of it's zeus. Uh, that was kind of interesting and so like this being is of course the legendary man himself the myth the legend chronos <laughs> This so, dude is question. Yeah. Seriously. So when like like stepping outside of the mythology part, just because I'm okay. just curious. If if you studied it. If not, I I understand because do my best. But whatever. So when you say specifically that the Furies came before, is that mythologically they came before, like in the stories that were told, the Furies came before the gods, or the Furies existed in greek legend before the religion of greek mythology was formed um so yeah in this situation we're talking about like in the mythological like greek timeline okay is that they were like technically born for the other olympic gods that we know of no they are technically like the oldest of the greek gods if you will Uh, i I can't say that for sure but That's right. As I said that, I realized actually there's probably somebody who's before them. It feels like there's always somebody but that, well, this is the predecessor of all of the others. This one's even older. But like, as far as older than Zeus and Hades, these guys are. It seems yeah, like. so like, okay. if we were to take like a very like surface level approach to like the Greek mythological timeline, I believe there'd be like the primordial forces or like uh, entities, you know, like all the chaos and stuff. Uh-huh. And then there would be the Titans. And then we get the Furies slightly before, like, all of the, like, Olympic gods. Mm-hmm. So specifically to how this happened, Cronos, uh, when he was uh, getting rowdy, <laughs> you know, back then, he overthrew his father, Uranus. And to add insult to injury... He castrated his father. Brutal. Yeah, yeah, and he threw his genitalia into the sea. So as one would do. (laughs) This is 
This is pretty. I don't think I would, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say this is what I would do. You know, even, no matter how much my dad pissed me off. <laughs> That's your thing. I mean, you do you, but hard pass for me, thanks. Yeah, I think I'll just like move away instead of that. Thanks. Oh man, it, it's crazy though. Like, just why? Like, I, I imagine there's like more meaning to it if you get back into it, but probably symbolic. I would assume. Yeah, and I guess well. it's like super disrespectful, and it seems like Kronos was actually kind of a bad dude. So it's all really? about no way. Kronos was a bad guy. I mean, he ate his own children for God's sake. <laughs> Literally for God's plural sake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and basically, in this like softball pitch of like these genitalia flying through the air, I just imagine that there's like these drops of blood. That landed gross. on the earth. Yeah, you're, kind of you're gross. Thinking about this a lot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's interesting. Like I don't know. It, I'll explain a bit further. I've never thought <laughs> so, of this being interesting. I'll be honest. So as these <laughs> drops of blood landed on the earth, uh, from this arose the giants, the Melia, which are uh, basically, I think, nymphs of the ash tree. Okay. Uh, and then okay. we also get uh, the Furies. Gotcha. The blood of a of, of genitalia. genitalia. Yes. Interesting. You know it. <laughs> so uh, this, I guess, could technically make them the daughters of Gaia, mm. which is like Gaia is like the personification of the Earth, right? So would it's... it be children of Gaia and Uranus, or was Kronos's DNA thrown in there somewhere, <laughs> or just children born from Titans, just in a different way? They were basically like just born in a different way. It's all the man Kronos orchestrating this, you know? Okay. So he's, he's all like, doing I'm it. I'm your daddy, even though my daddy's your daddy, but I'm your daddy. Birth yeah. by proxy. It's birth I don't by know proxy. If you like actually like claim them as his children, I don't think okay. he would because he kind of hated all of his children, right? That's right. Oh, he, he's not playing, he's not paying uh, alimony checks on them. No. Having to pay child support. What yeah, a shame. But he, he is responsible for their uh, creation. Gotcha. And so uh the the blood that also was in like the sea foam also gave birth to Aphrodite. So that was kind of interesting as well. I feel like that would make them like like half gods. Like because they feel like they're a step of different although I guess technically uh the the other gods are all born from Kronos anyway, so it's not like they're that different, but it's just like them being born from Uranus makes it feel like the Furies and Aphrodite should be like something else distinct from the gods. It feels like they should be like something in between, not quite gods, but not Titans. They should be something else. But I mean, it's still like basically like the children is, of yeah. a, a Titan and a primordial force. It so is, that's yeah. pretty, pretty special, you know? Yeah, it just makes it like, I feel like they they're something special enough that they should be in a category all of their own, but I guess they're just like, whatever, let's just lump them in with the rest of the gods. That's close enough. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know I like how many interesting in general. Sorry to cut you off, Bryce. Um, Cause I always thought, you know, Aphrodite was like the oldest of the gods and stuff, but yeah, like right? it's the first time I'm hearing like the Furies were born seconds before even Aphrodite. There's always a bigger fish. There's well, always it... an older God. Who knows actually how like how long? Maybe this was like one heck of a pitch. 
right. you know, and it was like hours or years before those things were just really? sailing through the air forever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. or like the genitalia has to like rot in the ocean for a bit. So I'm, I'm now you're making me think of this, and I just I don't want to. I need to get out of my head. Got it on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, all it says is it just came from the blood. So at what time? It's not super, super clear. At least in what I was reading, could have been a bit. Could have been just a small amount of time. But this is not the only story that we get of like how they were uh, formed. It's kind of interesting. There are some other like lesser stories that I kind of found in this. Uh, like some of the other stories would denote that they're even more ancient than possibly this. And it's oh. like that they were born of Nyx, which is the primordial Greek goddess of night, or from a union of the air and Mother Earth, kind of see some similarities with that in the first story that we gave or yeah. some stories even state that they were the daughters of like pluto hades and nox nix oh you know so, so like, they're in that one that that's where they are like even younger gods and not from ages ago and they're yeah. just kind of regular normal baby gods that are just doing their own thing yeah, so that kind of makes sense. And like, I think some of the defined tasks that we'll get to later, yeah, they like almost like assist Hades in the underworld and like yeah. torturing people, you know? Like, I mean, we'll get to this later as well. Is that if you've ever played like the game Hades, great game, by the way, but uh, like there's some bosses that you can fight in the underworld and. Yeah. So they're they're kind of working down there, dishing out some punishments and pain, doing so their thing makes sense for that story. Yeah, but in these stories, it's also not explicitly stated how many furies there are. But most okay. stories refer to three main ones by name as being like the big three badasses. Uh, <laughs> so we have uh, Megara, the jealous rage; Electo, the unceasing anger; and Tisiphone. The vengeful destruction. Pretty awesome metal names. Like I would think Seriously. if you're a like trio, like metal band, <laughs> that'd be some good stuff, man. That That's would be pretty pretty banging. <laughs> that yeah. being said, Electo, which although this name is far older than the one that it reminds me of, the name Electo reminds me of the Pokemon Electabuzz. <laughs> Uh, so now I just I can't help but picture her as Electabuzz. Oh man, what a weird connection! It's totally not even right, like not spelled the same, but it just kind of sounds similar. And so that was as you were saying them, I was like, ah, that's kind of funny. It's I'm picturing like a yellow striped bear kind of looking thing. Oh man, now I'm just thinking of like a trio of like <laughs> punishing Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, together these three uh, ladies were the goddesses of vengeance and retribution. Oh, so... just like Batman, they're vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been waiting for a time to chip in with my uh, Norse fact of the day. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness! Seems like a pretty, pretty cross uh, mythologies. It is. Yeah. Is Batman so... in Norse mythology? Batman is. His name is Batman Near. Oof. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. No, actually. So um 
it's pretty interesting that Greek mythology has these these you know beings about like mm-hmm. fate and and what what have you right like weavers of fate is kind of another name for them and in Norse mythology we have the Norns and the Norns are also like three women characters um that basically take care of the tree of like Yggdrasil the mm-hmm. living tree the Yggdrasil. tree whatever and uh, also are all about fate and everything. Um, their names would be uh, weird, which means basically fate. They That's have uh, Ferdandi, which means basically um, to become or to turn. And then Skold, which is to need or ought to be or shall be. So, um, and there's tons of stuff. I'm not going to go into it because that's a whole podcast on its own, but just very cool to see that like these uh, mythologies have something really cool in common in very different parts of the world. Yeah. I mean, I do think you're onto something in that, like the kind of the story beat of having three, uh, like a, a goddess trio of three, or maybe just like deific ladies or whatever it might be of a, mm-hmm pairs of three is kind of like something that we see in other mythologies as well like even oh, with like yeah. baba yaga that we covered previously mm-hmm. that in some stories uh she's referred to as a trio of three and also there's a lot right. to do with fate and kind of punishing stupid people so and then uh in greek mythology we also have like the literal fates which is like the three people that uh control everyone else's lives and they are the ones who tend the threads of reality or whatever they do so you got those yeah. three people as well which it feels like the the norse version of like it kind of feels like the norse coupling is kind of the fates and the furies like, yeah molded together and made into like just one set of three rather than two sets of three in the greek mythology yeah right. i could tell Imagine you that. there's three sets of three. Oh my goodness it's the trifecta <laughs> That's too many, too many people, man. Trying to lose track. But uh, so, if you're wondering for what these ladies actually looked like, uh, they were often described as old crones. Uh, I feel like everybody's described as an old crone. Yeah, I think maybe like I wonder if there's like a reasoning behind that. Well, I, uh. maybe it's like that your your grandmother is the one that keeps you in line. So like, yeah, it's kind of kind of disrespectful to like refer to her as an old crone but yeah seriously you, you get the point though that's how i describe brandy to people <laughs> yeah there he is over there he's the one uh he's the one that looks kind of like an old crone you know <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah i see i see him right there yeah i get you man yep, it works perfectly does it i i would be <laughs> so confused man i'd never be able to pick you out in the crowd <laughs> well you're one of the few so i appreciate that but uh, their appearance varied widely depending on the author. Like some depictions had them having venomous serpents for hair, kind of interesting, almost kind of like Medusa-like. Yeah. yeah. Or um, It's also said that they could have coal black bodies, bats' wings, and terrifying bloodshot eyes. Nice. Yeah, so... Uh, they're just they high all the time. Yeah, they either dink it a lot of sleep or they're just high out of their minds. Either way, <laughs> I'm not looking to cross paths with them. Seriously, it sounds like uh, really, really personable, nice people that you just like could totally sit down and have a great conversation with. 
Oh man, I, I'd I'd give him their like cup of coffee in the morning to continue the coffee <laughs> trend, and then leave them alone, man. <laughs> Talk to me when you wake up. <laughs> but they're also oftentimes carrying brass-studded scourges or whips, and some other depictions had them with having dog heads and even more snakes wrapped around them. Huh. So their appearance could vary pretty widely. Weird. As for what they wore, they were sometimes depicted wearing long black mourner's robes, or at other times they had short skirts and boots that like that of the uh, huntress maidens. Mm. Boots that may have been made for walking, if you will. Yeah, so I guess it just depends on maybe where they're going, you know? They got their <laughs> formal attire, and then they're out in the field working attire. They They definitely feel like the type of people that would have boots made for walking not boots with fur i don't know maybe they have boots for kicking man <laughs> where's maybe. that song where's the boots for kicking oh it's it's strange to me i mean i guess there is a pretty decent amount of people in greek mythology that have or or share animalistic features but it's just strange to me that when you mentioned that they had dog heads the first thing that came to my mind was egyptian mythology and what? i wonder if they if there's any relation to that or like if there any was connection yeah if because we since we mentioned that these people or these beings were supposed to be even older than the gods i wonder if they're like kind of a carryover from a different form of or a different religion or a different belief system different culture somewhere and it's like pulled that Ooh. far we over. do know that Egyptian mythology heavily influenced the creation right. of Greek mythology. So, yeah, I mean, there's right. a good chance. So it's, that's where I wonder if it's like yeah, these are some of those people that carried over. Yeah. I, I mean, it could also be like when I was reading that, I was thinking of Cerberus, right? That's true. Know. He's got a, three dog heads and there's three people here with do- oh. dog heads. Cerberus here. was never real. Cerberus is a lie. It's just three that's people. Deep. That is deep. It's I don't three know, girls man. in a trench coat pretending to be a dog. <laughs> Especially if they're the daughters of H- uh, Hades. Uh-huh. That would yeah. be interesting. Maybe like just some passerby or like deceased people are like, yo, look at that massive dog. But it's just like three people with dog heads. Man, that makes that makes the Cerberus in the game Hades very w- different. Very strange. Yeah, that's kind of... I don't know about that. I don't... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty weird. Uh, We actually get a pretty chilling description of the fury known as Tisiphone in the Latin poem uh, Status of Theobald. Theobald. Mm -hmm. And uh, just reading an excerpt from that. Um, A hundred horned snakes erect shaded her face, the thronging terror of her awful head. Deep within her sunken eyes, there glows a light of iron hue, as when attrition spells make traveling Phoebe redden through the clouds. Suffused with venom, her skin distends and swells with corruption. A fiery vapor issues from her evil mouth, bringing upon mankind thirst unquenchable and sickness and famine and universal death. From her shoulders fall a stark and grisly robe, whose dark fastenings meet upon her breast. Atrops and per- Persephone herself fashioned her this garb anew. Then both her hands were shaken in wrath, the one gleaming with a funeral torch, the other lashing the air with a live water snake. Wow. It's a very That's, vivid, interesting description. Really 
painting words or painting pictures with words. That oh. is such imagery. I did think it was like super interesting how it said that her eyes uh, were glowing a light of iron hues. So yeah. I think imagine that as like red hot, like glowing iron, right? Which is mm-hmm. kind of like how Karen's eyes were in some mm-hmm. Wonder if there's any yeah. connection there. Yeah, all of the people in mythology or uh, Greek mythology are actually just these three. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that is a pretty common trope for like evil beings in general to have like glowing red eyes, just oh, like man. as a signifier of like, hey, they're no good. I almost but... thought that was kind of like more of a recent thing, but that's a good point. Is yeah. that? Even back then, they're like, "Yo, that person's eyes are glowing. Must be because they're pissed. It must be bad. bad." And I actually, so this is a little bit of a side tangent, a little bit off topic, um, or maybe I guess it maybe it's jumping forward a little bit. But as you were reading that description, it was shocking how much that description relates to the character drawing or or the character creation of uh Tisiphone from the Hades game. Like yeah. they did a pretty good job at lining up that description with like her character. I mean, it's not one for one obviously, but there is definitely aspects of that ca- description that carry over into her character design, which is I think that was so cool to like as you're reading I was like, "Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, that too. That's yeah. cool." Yeah, kind of missing the the snakes for hair and maybe the sure. funeral torch, but other than that, like I totally see yeah. it. Like, yeah. especially with Tisiphone, uh-huh. because she's just such like a kind of creepy she's looking, freaking person. wild. Yeah, very freaky. Like the first yeah. time that you run into her, you're like, "Dang, this is like, <laughs> a, um, a little different." I'll be honest. The first time I played through, I didn't realize they were three different people. I thought it was no just like way. one person like progressively getting crazier. And I was really? like, holy crap, man, she has really gone off the, the deep end. Like, she <laughs> really did not like failing. That's brutal. And then I realized they had different names. I was like, oh, 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 okay, this makes way more sense. Oh, man, that's but hilarious. That's crazy. I was like, I thought for sure it was just the same person that was just freaking losing it. Oh, man. Like, That'd be kind of cool, but uh-huh. it's kind of crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really read the lore and whatnot all that deeply. So I was just like skipping through the dialogue and just saw the person. I was like, oh, that's cool. So uh, yeah. that's probably sure. why. But so if you're wondering what they do, this extremely metal trio of goddesses have an equally metal job of torturing and hounding those that get on their bad side. And they do this endlessly and relentlessly. Basically until you're either driven it's driven insane or you're dead and even if you're dead they might still continue it in the underworld so yeah. so they're dead the interesting <laughs> maybe a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> to our last episode but and so if you're wondering how do you get on their bad side because we probably want to do all that we can to stay away from that or at least i do i, I would agree I, w- there. I would guess existing is probably one thing just uh, being around that bad. i'm sure they hate that <laughs> oh you were born how dare you what is your problem oh man but uh I, I do think that they probably like put up with a bunch of garbage from mortal people and just a bunch of stupid people so they probably get frustrated pretty easily with you but they mostly kind of focus on mortals that had committed uh patricide and matricide 
It's a, oh. a cool term for killing one's mother and father, which is not really cool. What a cool term for such a terrible thing. Yeah. They also uh, uh, punish egregious offenses against the gods and other heinous things against like the natural order. I assume there's not really any like descriptions of what those like egregious offenses would be. They just kind of I assume as most things they just kind of say you don't do anything to like offend the gods and they don't ever give real specific examples. I mean, correct? they do basically. Do they? Like, I, yeah, if you like. Uh, pretty much it almost seems like they deal with like as it's described like the young against the aged children against parents hosts against guests so basically is that you're okay. kind of like you have people under you and your people are yeah. just being like insolent as heck and like i don't know like you could say like trifling maybe mm -hmm. yes the good old ye old good word trifling <laughs> yeah. well they be trifling the the uh, fury is going to come down and smite them. We condemn so. you, and we charge you with trifling. Like, <laughs> they'll, like spill milk in your house. Is that also one? I think it might be a bit more than that. It's kind of like if oh. your if your kids are disrespecting you, you know, they're talking back. Uh -huh. Maybe they're um. If they lick all yeah, of your spoons, you. uh, the spoon uh -huh. lickers. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah don't be licking spoons. That's the worst. That's the worst crime of them all. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, all right, five dollars to whoever gets all of the Easter eggs from all of our past episodes. <laughs> I don't have the money, but it'd be still cool. Oh man, building kind of like a little podcast universe or something. Yeah, <laughs> of spoon lickers running around sneaking through your houses. Oof, I don't like the way that term rolls off. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like you put on get put on like a registry or something. <laughs> But, yes, I am a registered spoon licker. <laughs> I need to. I need to alert everybody in, within a 500 mile radius. Or what was the, 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 the apple? If you steal like apples or something. Oh, oh yeah, scrimper, like a, scrumper. scrumper, scrumper. Yes, bro. Don't yeah. be scrimping in ancient like these are all the Greek times. Don't be yeah, scrumping. If you're caught scrumping, you will go to prison for life. For yeah, I guess that's true. You can't scrimp. You can't scrump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. scrimp all you want i mean penny pinch till the day you die but don't you dare think about stealing my apples oh heck no <laughs> but so it's interesting is that like they also like had their own like maybe fixations on different crimes as well i guess they were just personally offended more by certain crimes than others or just really got sense. under their skin so like uh megara she punished crimes like oath breaking theft and especially, she hated infidelity. Oh, like so! If you're doing any of those, get ready to uh, face her wrath. It sounds like she's doing God's work, like in all actuality. Maybe, maybe in a really aggressive way, but I mean, she's trying, I, tr trying to out here helping people. Yeah, I mean, if if people be stepping, you got to put mm -hmm. them in their place, man. Mm -hmm. Not like she's like out here killing like jaywalkers so <laughs> yeah I think I it's like stuff that's actually bad like actually hurtful yeah I don't, I don't think they'd come down for like traffic violations or anything you know oh, if goodness. you're driving the chariot a little bit too fast or <laughs> but apollo is actually like their main offender they're always having to chase him down trying to anyway <laughs> apollo <laughs> thank that's goodness he can term. fly that's where the term apollo jize comes from 
don't know what that term means. So. I'm here all I'm here all week. <laughs> I can just imagine like a polo like rolling by with like a like a what is it? It's called like a bass blaster or whatever. You know, he's just waking him up early in the morning <laughs> and just yelling at him from the underworld. <laughs> I mean, that's better than I was gonna say. He just says like a whole flock of chickens behind him or roosters. Chickens. They're just all okay. going off. Not well, yeah, because roosters. I, that's why not chickens actually. Roosters more specifically. It just says like just a going off nonstop. Uh-huh. Well, that's terrible, man. That's <laughs> just so bad for Apollo. Uh-huh. <laughs> just so waking up everybody. Twenty-four hours a day, dude. What yeah, but he, it, but he's okay with it because it's all for the prank. It's all a joke. <laughs> he's all super committed. <laughs> he's willing to sacrifice his hearing just for the bit of pissing everyone else off. Oh, man. But uh, Electo was the punisher of crimes that specifically entailed anger. So maybe if uh, Apollo is kind of annoying you with all his roosters and you get super angry (laughs) and you're maybe like, I don't know what the equivalent of like popping a chariot's tires are, you know, or like slashing them. But maybe if you Uh, keep breaking the spokes. Yeah, you break his spokes or you key his chariot. Yeah. And she'll be the one to visit you. She's the goddess of the crime of passion. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Tisiphone was specifically the punisher of murderers. Oh, geez. Yeah. Man, it makes sense why she was so terrifying sounding. She's yeah, going think, after like the hardened criminals. I think in the game, it's interesting because her um her character can't really like communicate very well. She can like yeah. barely talk. And yeah. when you ask like uh, Meg or Megara about that, because your character has like somewhat of a relationship with her, is that she's like, yeah, she's just kind of like messed up because of all the screwed up stuff she's seen, you know? And like, I mean, yeah. imagine people that she's surrounded by every single day. It's not like good people. Yeah, yeah. It's it sounds like she's like in the game at least. It looks like she's either like partially gone insane slash also partially just like going through crazy amounts of like trauma and like ptsd kind of things where she just like has detached from reality almost a little bit she seems in the game very unstable yeah and and i I think it's even said in like their mythology that they punish their victims like so mercilessly and relentlessly that they essentially like almost drive themselves crazy yeah that's like how passionate they are that's brutal like punishing people that they see have done these like terrible things Mm. and like if you look at where they came from is that they came from like essentially like chronos that uh committed patricide or parasite and so they just have like a really like unsettled like bad taste in their mouth from that i suppose they got daddy issues for sure Mm. (laughs) um and so uh, sometimes they were also said to be residing in the underworld, overseeing the torture of criminals consigned to the dungeons of the damned. Just having some fun down there all day, every day. Those dungeons have either got to be the most massive dungeons ever to exist, and or they must be the most overcrowded, cramped dungeons ever to exist. They've either got to be huge to fit everybody, or, and maybe it's a combination of the two, they're also, like, 300 people to a cell. Yeah. Which sounds really not fun. Maybe it's, like, one of those, like, non-Euclidean dungeons, you know? Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 
it's, it's just a hallway that keeps on like turning uh, in itself and it's just lined with people that you can just run by and whip them all at the same oh, time man trying to get down to the last person in the in the prison is a nightmare you're running forever literally <laughs> oh man but uh, so if you're wondering how they might specifically carry out their punishments other than maybe just like straight up like torturing people so that's how uh, they hire yeah. saw a saw yeah, as saw as in from the movies oh they, they hire, i don't I remember his actual name but yeah, uh, they just jigsaw. hire him jigsaw thank you oh Very. Man. i mean it'd be definitely a interesting i think they'd, they'd probably have something to say about him though yeah um, i feel like they're basically the the hell version of him they're just torturing and and beating up on people who have done something i mean in the movies it's usually not that bad but done something that's wrong and so yeah. they're just taking on their own punishment for it yeah i can kind of see it but so sometimes they would uh, or their curse would spread illness and disease to murderers and then if you're a town and you're like harboring these criminals that's no good as well you're just huh. gonna share like in their punishments so pretty much your ento- entire town is just gonna be like disease ridden so i guess this was kind of like uh almost like being like hey don't don't harbor any criminals otherwise you're gonna be struck with like crazy disease which is a pretty big threat back then, you know. Well, like, what if you didn't know? Like, well, I mean, then that's not really harboring them, right? Yeah, but like, if if they're making that guy sick because he's a criminal, and then therefore by that logic, they're like, okay, that guy's sick, and if he's nearby anybody else, theoretically, that means they're harboring him. Therefore, they're gonna get sick as well. But it turns out he's just like hiding under my floorboards, and I don't know that, and I get sick just by like a prox like by proximity. It feels kind of rude. I would think I know. would be that you know that he's a criminal and you know that the like furies want him and you're still like, nah, we're still going to hide. He, I think what he, Randy's getting at is like, it's still sickness, so it's going to spread no matter what. Yeah, like, but it's divine like, sickness. I guess that's where like I was assuming it's just like a regular sickness, not like a, a curse yeah. sickness. Yeah, so they, they make it spread if they want to and not if they don't, I would assume. Gotcha, okay. Um, other times, the criminal would just be simply driven to insanity and madness. You know, they're just, like, punished so hard that they just go insane, and it's just all terrible. Um, there nice. was only really one way to get the Furies to stop, and this was through, like, a process called atonement, which is basically you had to perform a series of labors or tasks and then go through a ritual Kind of like a purification ritual, I believe, to complete the process. So that's good that there was a way out of it. Mutilation. What was that? <laughs> the punishment. What? You have to get your genitalia cut off. Oh, wow. Oh. Dang, man. You've got to recreate <laughs> her, thinking about it, huh? her grandfather's... Uh... <laughs> it's stuck in my head forever now. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> you want some like cat videos or something after this? Yeah, <laughs> real palate cleanser, just to, like clean the psyche. Oh man. But uh, on to kind of my favorite section now is that Ooh. there were some really banger stories with the Furies with them. 
And so there's a lot of different stories about the Furies. You know, you have a lot of Greek works that incorporate them. You had the Aeneid, and they even appear in Inferno by Dante Alighieri, our boy. And there was more notably kind of my favorite appearance of theirs would be in the trilogy, the Aristia. And this was by Esquias, I believe. Let's bring back old Greek names. Let's start doing that trend. Start naming your kids Australis. That sounds really cool. I mean, it's an awesome name. But... It is. That's sort of like, it would be so fun to have those names start circulating. <laughs> oh, yeah, my kid is named Australis. Good luck spelling that. Figure it out. I'm pretty glad that my like name is only like five letters. So <laughs> it's real easy to sign and like was pretty easy to learn. But if you had something like that, or like a last name like Alighieri, you're like, mm-hmm. dang, bro. <laughs> I mean, my name is third grade to learn it. My name is not that hard to spell, and I've still misspelled it. So it was when yeah, I was a child, sure but you, you yeah. sure it wasn't yesterday? <laughs> I mean, I was probably I was in like fifth grade, I think. So old enough that I shouldn't have been misspelling my name, but it wasn't too recently. So. Um. Thing man, it's still you guys spell. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are getting paid. What? <laughs> but to briefly summarize this play, <clears throat> after King Agamemnon, awesome name, returns home from the Trojan War, he is slain by his wife, and you're like, "Dang, bro, that's crazy! He just got home, and you're killing him." Well, this mm-hmm. was in retribution for him sacrificing their daughter. So, yeah, well, and like, honestly, he like sacrificed their daughter in order to get favorable, like winds to sail to (laughs) Troy. So like, I'm like, why didn't you just wait a week, man? It wasn't even to like win the war or anything like that. It It was just to like, it was just to shave a couple days off of his trip. That's so, so messed up. Like, dude, imagine if your dad killed you just for like gas. (laughs) I mean, I couldn't really blame him because it's me, but still wicked expensive but still yeah Yeah, that man would have saved like a hundred dollars like come on what a bargain i don't know i mean it's looking quite nice right now with how expensive gas is so right i uh he's just like whoa 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 human sacrifice seems uh, like a good bargain (laughs) how many tanks of gas are we talking here yeah right (laughs) all enough tanks of gas to get all the way to troy so how far is that how, how much can I? It doesn't yeah, exist. A lot so... of tanks of gas. I'm not going to look that up right now. <laughs> no, it's not worth. Oh, man. But then later, uh, their son, Orestus, uh, now having become a man, is commanded by Apollo's oracle to avenge his father's murder. I guess apparently Apollo had kind of like a vested interest in this family. Maybe he was watching like their soap opera on like TV or something. And he's like, he was like calling up the actor and was like, hey man, you gotta write what happened in the last season. But <laughs> Orestes, uh, after he returned home, he then pretended to be a messenger, bringing news of his own death to his mother. But then, as he's like revealing this, he slays her and her lover, avenging his father in the process. So Dang. it's crazy, man. The amount of like twists in the story already. <laughs> everyone's just killing everybody yeah man it's a pretty bloody story 
but even though he was commanded to do this by Apollo, he is still found guilty of matricide by the Uranies or Furies and is thus pursued and tormented endlessly by them. I mean, I can't really blame him or or blame them, sorry. Like, yes, on the one hand, it was maybe warranted, but it's still a crime and still terrible. Yeah, but blood for blood doesn't necessarily like yeah well right you know and it's kind of frustrating for me at this point because i'm like yo apollo a god told him to do this and he's still not in the right he's just like i was obeying the god what was i supposed to do tell apollo no i mean yeah yeah i mean because because if you think about it to the furies apollo is just like a like distant relative of theirs is so like he doesn't know any better than we do like he's just some dude that in his opinion that was justified but that doesn't mean like it actually is because like to them apollo's not a god he's just like a regular dude and yeah. so then and because of that like- they're like we think that what you did was wrong and therefore we're going to punish you even though our relative said it was right like <laughs> we don't agree so tough you listened to the wrong one. You should have listened to us. Yeah, no. still frustrating though. But yeah, I mean, definitely, especially for this guy because he's just getting screwed over in the situation. <laughs> one of the gods is telling him one thing, one is telling him the other. Kind of a lose lose situation, but that yeah. kind of sounds like Greek mythology for you there. Honestly, though. But uh, later, Orestes is told by Apollo, you know, like Orestes at this point is kind of like really struggling with these uh furies just hounding him like it's got to be terrible like he's got to be on the brink of like madness you know and so apollo comes in he's like you know what i feel bad and you should go and seek the aid of athena in athens to help like resolve this problem get it taken care of so then athena basically sets up a court trial with her presiding and he will be tried by a jury of Athenian city citizens, and the Furies will be his accusers. Hmm. So then starts this pretty epic trial in which it becomes this huge discussion of like ethical dilemmas of the necessity of blood vengeance, like how you're supposed to honor your father versus your mother, and also how you're supposed to respect the ancient deities such as the Furies as well as the newer gods such as Apollo and Athena. So after this discussion, the jury is evenly split and Athena breaks the tie and votes for acquittal for Aristides. Hooray to him. After all of that. (laughs) And Athena's like, you're good to go, man. Thank you, you know, you were just following Apollo and you were doing your best and you're trying to avenge your father. It doesn't necessarily make what you did right, but we're going to kind of clear you of it for now. But even despite this outcome, the Furies are furious at this verdict and threaten to poison and torment all of Athens and the surrounding countryside. Kind of go with the nuclear option here, huh? Yeah, for real. Nothing quite like a sore loser. Yeah. But then Athena's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And pulls them aside and is like, hey, uh, we should just end this cycle of bloodshed because it's not really good for anybody. It's not helping anybody out. It's just going to cause more like madness and anguish and suffering. And then she also throws in a couple of good 
bribes and threats in there as well <laughs> to make sure that things uh, are kind of satisfied with the Furies. And they are. And the Furies actually kind of turn over a, a new leaf and they become ah. the much calmer and more protectors for ah. the, for Athens. And they're called now the Seminali, which kind of translates to, I believe, the venerable ones. And they're also honored by the people of Athens. So hmm. it's a pretty pretty good story, you know. Thank Adelaide. you for not murdering us all. We'll worship yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, hey. welcome to Greek mythology. I I mean, like they got me on my side or on their <laughs> side. Yeah, I'm, it's I'll worship them. <laughs> if all it took was like if someone was gonna like I mean like if a god or like some kind of deity was about to kill me. And the thing that was going to save my life was just me worshiping them for the next, for like the rest of my life. Uh, that's not that big of a uh, loss. It's fine. I, I'm sure I could shave some time out of my day to be able to worship them in order to save my life. That's I'm okay with that. I mean, it depends on what they, they want for their worship. Yeah, yeah that's right. true. Yes. As long yeah, as they're not like expecting knowledge them. Yeah. And that's like, it's like, if all it takes is going to their like temple and burning like a prayer and whatnot like that, some pretty sim- something pr- pretty simple like that, then no problem. I mean, if it's human sacrifice, then maybe yeah. maybe I'll have to rethink it. Have a little but, problem there, maybe. Yeah. And, unless it's like human sacrifice, like once every like ten years, then it's like ah, oh, there's there's a <laughs> huh. So human sacrifice can be good, apparently. How often is the human sacrifice is the question. It's like, eh, is it really going to like get in the way of my like day-to-day life or, or what? <laughs> is, what? Is, it convenient? is it convenient for me? How, yeah, how convenient can I make this human sacrifice? Can I get all of the year's sacrifices all in one day? At which point, I mean, yeah, it's just, why not? Let's do it. Wow, man. Just like, pound them all out I'm, in one day. I am learning a lot about you. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm going to have to reevaluate our friendship. Hey, hey let's, Just... we need to remember, this isn't through the lens of me being, like, threatened, and this is to save my own life. So, I'm not doing this out of the joy of my oh, heart. I'm not okay, doing this okay, for fun. Okay. This is a necessity. Man, I, I need to kill 300 people a year <laughs> to save my life, okay? Oh it's, my gosh. It's not Man. my fault the gods need it. By, by your, like, uh, thought process, like, you're okay with, like, sacrifice as long as it's, like, a drive, drive-through, drive like, sacrifice, you know? <laughs> Just go to the window, they hand you the ritual knife. Can I do, like, a mobile... Can I do like a a mobile sacrifice? Yeah, I actually, as now that you say that, I do feel similarly about human sacrifice as I do about getting food. As long as there's a drive through or I can order it online, yeah, sure, why not? That's fine. Oh no, <laughs> that's so terrible. Man, the Aztec gods would be like <laughs> your best bud. Uh, no, what are you talking about? You had to do like all up close and personal. You had to like oh, right. run you up a pyramid. The pyramid. Yeah, was so no, much. That. Too many that's steps. Exhausting. Literally too many steps. <laughs> I can't get a burger and a human sacrifice at the Seriously. same place. I'm not for it. <laughs> uh, no way. I don't think they had any drive-throughs on the way up the pyramids. I don't think I could pick up a, a McDonald's shake as I'm running up the pyramid with the heart. Hey, now I'm just imagining like a f- like you know like uh, I don't know sports events. 
<laughs> the guy walking around with like a like a box or something you can like buy like I don't I've never really been to a sacrifice. Like, get your sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I mean like like here get get your fresh pickles or uh, I don't know pickles. I don't know what do you I don't, I don't, I don't hot know. dogs. Hot dogs, okay. Hot dogs and peanuts and popcorn. He's walking around, you know, up and down the stairs for all all the people. (laughs) This is going pretty dark places. This is is so dark. Anyways, so... uh... I I gotta get my team to win. They're losing. I gotta do what I gotta do. The kind of moral of the story, though, was to not give in to human sacrifice. Was to transition from... justice system that was based upon blood for blood to be more focused on like the justice of taking care of things in a court of law and like oh, actually I true justice i so, learned the wrong lesson my bad i need to i, sure I think did. i need to go back through that that Randy's story again and try again blood. yeah i was writing my manifesto i was like the <laughs> greeks agreed with me now i need to rethink some things in my life oh man my uh my whatever not documentary my autobiography is no longer to be called the story of human sacrifice <laughs> oh but uh also <laughs> I like, like one more thing to touch on that's a bit lighter so we can kind of oh, really? forget this, the genitalia is still <laughs> sailing through the air and all you're still things. stuck on that <laughs> legend says <laughs> to this day it's still Legend says to this day, it's still spinning around the earth. Oh. It's like from, uh, what's the... Austin Powers. Austin Powers, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, really? I'm glad you read my mind. I did. Yeah. Oh. But to uh, kind of touch more upon the game, Hades. Uh, great game, like I said before, but it's like super interesting. If you're interested in like Greek mythology, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, because not only is it like really fun to play, but the interaction between like the the gods and the goddesses and the characters is like super interesting, it and kind of really cool. adds a lot of vibrancy to like a lot of these characters that we're talking about. Like specifically, um, the Furies are actually a pretty big characters. Actually, one of them in particular, uh, Megara, like we were saying before, she's like uh, a friend of your character Zagreus, and. Uh, also a, a really cool name yes amazing name starts with a z big thumbs right. up for that. definitely naming my kid zagreus now 100 oh, <laughs> i'll never be able to get away from the game hades <laughs> but just but, say, like that'd be a pretty cool name to have as far as I, like it, yeah. pop culture names to have that's a pretty neat one yeah i definitely take it but it's interesting because like zagreus uh, actually had like a relationship with megara but they had broken up like at the point when you start the game due to mistakes on Zagreus's part. And so like, that's probably the main reason why she kind of has a bit of stain for you right out the gate. But it's also interesting is that it might be that you're like disobeying your father's wishes. Who's your father is Hades and you're trying to escape uh, Hades to find your mother. And so, like, Hades, your father, is very upset by this. And so maybe Megara is kind of like, yo, you're, like, disrespecting your father. This ain't cool, man. Not really about that. That's true. And, I mean, slight spoiler, but not really spoiler for end of the game. You don't end up, like, committing patricide, but you do end up fighting your father. And so, it, like, it does kind of fall in that line of, like, 
is kind of along the same lines of like actually having like conflicts with parents and, and nearly and, and, or maybe possibly hurting them. I don't know how yeah. much Hades was get can get hurt by his child because he's a pretty swole guy, but a <laughs> little bit hurt anyway. True. But I mean, at the very least, you're being pretty insulin. Definitely. So, you know, I think that checks their box. But definitely a very cool game. Check it out, like I said, if you'd like. Definitely. Um, but I think that's pretty much all that we have for the Furies for today. Very interesting trio of goddesses. Like I found their origin especially very interesting. I always love seeing like, those very diverse kind of origins of how gods are born, what leads to their creation. So yeah, wasn't what I thought. But at the same time, I still find it pretty interesting. So, good I to feel go like I feel like Greek mythology, and this might be that I just can't remember a lot of the other mythology origins. But I feel like Greek mythology does a relatively neat job at making a lot of different gods come from a lot of different origins. Like it, most yeah. of them are like a lot of them aren't just born from like, oh yeah, yeah, and these two gods got together and now there's a baby god. A lot of them are like, yeah, and then like the sea gave birth to this because blood, and then this one came out of nowhere because this reason. It's like, it's like there's a lot of them that are really kind of strange origins, but are really neat. So. Yeah, and it all kind of like leads into their like different characters yeah. and personalities. Definitely. Like, big, big props to the Greeks for having such a massive roster and balancing uh-huh. them all accordingly yeah which is like very unique very cool and like how the way that they are born kind of not fully plays into but like slightly influences the things that they do like their personality and like what their godhood is related to so very really neat well done greeks it's only like ten thousand years to no not that long but it's only a couple thousand years late but well done very cool. You should feel good about yourself, Greek gods. Randy, a mortal man. Yes. <laughs> job. It gives uh-huh. you a double thumbs You're up. You're welcome. I know. I know. It it's <laughs> Everyone's trying. Everyone's searching for my praise and my approval. So you're welcome. One of the few times I will hand it out. But well done. You did it. Pretty I'm proud first, of you. The, the first official thumbs up from randy in the series uh, the greek gods not for everything they did but just their originality i'm not gonna stand by all of their life decisions but they definitely were I unique i don't think i can either <laughs> regardless uh thank you all for watching uh, this was a very fun episode to put together and just been loving to see like a lot of the the just kind of stuff that's coming from this podcast thank you all for that and if you'd like to give us any feedback or recommendations you can reach out to us on twitter at the vanquishers pod we're also on tiktok and you can talk with our illustrious and wonderful brad (laughs) i paid paid him to say that so yeah oh man i i stoop pretty low for like that 20 bucks but you know (laughs) Now let's see if he, you actually ever get that twenty bucks. Oh, that's that's uh, my question. Oh man, I'm gonna be hounding him like the fury. <laughs> Just gonna ghost you until next week. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
a big thank you again and uh, uh yeah we can't thank you enough it's been so fun yes it sounded like I'm, we're ending it it's been so say, fun it does sound... we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll never see you again <laughs> we hope to continue this for a good long while you know pretty good but uh also share this with a friend if you know any friends that enjoy the game hades or are just interested in greek mythology in general yeah and we will see you in next week with another great episode